Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of She Coaches Coaches. I've got a special guest for you today. His name is Mark Mowinney. And let me tell you a little bit about Mark. Well, so first off, Mark is one of my coaches. And I always think that it's really great for you, the listener, to hear the kinds of people that I work with as well. I like to show you that there are there's such a range of style of coaches. I think that's important. And then I also think there is something about me demonstrating to you that coaches hire coaches. Like we continue to need to grow. We need to learn. We need to get mentored and we need to see our blind spots. And so one of the reasons I invited Mark on the show, but also he is just a super guy. So let me tell you about him. Mark is a lifelong entrepreneur who helps coaches get more clients without paid advertising. He achieves this with his coaching programs, his podcast, Natural Born Coaches, his Facebook group, The Coaching Jungle, and his exclusive Secret Coach Club. He's been a speaker at events like Social Media Marketing World and frequently makes media appearances and contributes to entrepreneur.com. You can learn more about Mark in the show notes at naturalborncoaches.com and also just listen to the episode. And if you're interested in chatting with him, I would highly recommend him. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Candy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was super. I was looking forward to this conversation. So you and I have known each other not super well, but for a couple of months and One of the things that I really appreciate about working with you is that you are unapologetic about who you are. And I know that that's one of the topics that you like to talk about is this people pleasing and being yourself and how to use that to your advantage in your business. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, you're too humble to admit this, but you forgot to mention that you've made, what, $2.8 million since we started working together three months ago. Exactly. Uh, And it's it's all in my bank account. (laughs) It's not all me. I think it was a team effort. So uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, 
maybe it's the older that I, I get, you know, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I'm 44 and, uh, I tend to care less what people think. Um, I think everyone obviously cares about the opinions of others uh, to a certain extent, but my, um, hide has gotten a little thicker <laughs> as the years progress with it. I have to credit. I went through a, a business closure when in my real estate days, uh, boys, 14 years ago. And that really did a lot to that. When anyone who's gone through a business closure, mine was a public messy one uh, that changes you a little bit, definitely toughens you up and, and changes your opinion that way. So yeah, that uh, I think that coaches would be much happier if they uh, thought less about what worried less about what people thought about them and uh, just put out there their unvarnished opinion, you know, unfiltered and life short, you know, don't hold back. And it's it's a lot more fun to do business when you do that as well, when you're unfiltered. Yeah. It reminds me of that quote. I think it's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote that says something like, now this isn't the right words, but it's the same idea that um, we would worry so much less about what people think about us if we realized how rarely they are actually even thinking about us at all. Yes. Right? <laughs> there, there's a uh, great story that illustrates this. And this happened back. Do you remember years ago when uh, the politician in New York, Anthony Weiner, um, no. was, oh, okay. He, he went through a big scandal. Well, at least in the Twitter world, it was a scandal. He sent out a tweet. He was married by the way. And uh, he sent out a tweet of his uh, uh, pictures he shouldn't have there of his private parts. Unfortunately, his name is Wiener, which doesn't help. <laughs> and uh, he sent it to it's karma. Uh, not, yeah, he, he tweeted what was supposed to be a private message, but it went out as a public tweet. And he was supposed to be sending this to a woman who wasn't his wife and a bunch of stuff came out. So it was a really big deal back then, uh, at least people following it politically. And, you know, I like politics, so I follow that. And I always remember a story that Mel Robbins, who wrote The Five Second Rule and other great stuff, she uh, was writing a column for Success Magazine, and she told a story that she was in New York right at the height of the Wienergate or whatever, this big scandal that seemed like everyone was talking about, and she was getting a cab. And she said to the cabbie, just, you know, to make conversation, gee, what do you think of this whole Anthony Weiner thing? Because she thought everybody was talking about it. And he said, who? And she goes, oh, Anthony Weiner, you know, or whatever. And he goes, no, no, I don't know who that is. So her point was uh, this cab driver, you know, he has to worry about paying his mortgage. And who knows, maybe his wife is sick, his daughter's dating a, someone that he doesn't want her to be dating. God only knows. Uh, but people have their own worries and they're not sitting around the dinner table worrying about you, Candy, or me, or anyone else, you know, they're worried primarily with number one or the people closest to them in their lives. So I always remember the Anthony Weiner story, and uh, that's uh, motivation. Don't don't tweet out uh, private parts, but just remember that story to help with this. Yeah, or maybe don't have the last name Weiner to begin with. There is that message here as well, right? <laughs> yeah, Mawinney isn't exactly a super sexy last name or anything like that, but I'll take Mawinney over uh, Weiner any day. Yeah, me too, me too, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I know that you send out a daily newsletter and that that's one of your solid business strategies that you use. But then you combine it with making sure that you tell real stories and you tell stories that sometimes have a bit of an edge to it, you know, trying to be polarizing. How did you start doing that? Maybe that's the question. I'm not even sure if I've got the right question, but mm. that seems like the place to go. Like, how did you start doing that? 
Well, with email marketing in particular, it ties into this whole topic because for the first two years that I was doing email, when I started my coaching business in 2014, up until spring of 2016, uh, my emails were boring. <laughs> they were a good cure if you had insomnia. Open up one of Mark's <laughs> emails because I wasn't trying to offend. You know, you don't want to lose subscribers and you want to be nice and all this other stuff. Plus, we're Canadian, you and I, so we have added pressure being nice because everyone assumes Canadians are polite and all that. But um, I was getting ready to stop doing email because I was doing it like everyone else is sending out, oh, maybe an email a week one every two weeks, maybe two emails in a certain week. It just wasn't consistent. And like I said, I had the filter on, so they were just designed to not offend. And tellingly, the re I, results I got from it were no results or very few sales. So I ended up uh, a Hail Mary changing my email marketing where I said, I'm going to do daily emails. I'm going to try that for a month and uh, not put pressure on myself. I don't have to make a million dollars from email, but I'm going to do it every single day for 30 days. And I said, I'm also going to take the filter off and just say what I think, you know, crazy concept to actually talk, write like you talk, say what you think. And that um, made a big difference because I started to get more replies, more opens, eventually more uh, sales as well uh, with it. And I thought, wow, there's something to it. So my emails, I'm not going in there. I think some people, when they think that to be polarizing, they go a little too far. It's like course correcting when you're uh, going, you hit the rumble strips on the side of the highway, and then you yeah. turn your wheel all the way over to go, you know, <laughs> yeah. to the left. And uh, yeah, like a perfect example of this. I remember back in 2016, um, I think it was a fall of 2016, Tony Robbins a documentary came out on Netflix. I am not your guru. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that or not, but um, I'm not a Tony, Tony Robbins person. So no. Uh, yeah. So talk, <laughs> I watch it. It's interesting, you know, being a coach and stuff. But in this documentary, I don't know how many F-bombs he dropped. It was like he was trying to break a, a record, Guinness Book of World Records for how many times he could curse in there. And um, it was really strange. It was every second word was F this, F that. Anyways, he's Tony Robbins. He could do whatever, I guess. But um, what I noticed in the uh, days and weeks following this documentary coming out was coaches that I'm connected with online who previously didn't curse like sailors were suddenly just dropping F bombs and just going way over the top. So there's one coach I know that was and this isn't an exaggeration. He was like basically saying, uh, if you don't go, go for your F and dreams, you're an F and pile of garbage and get the F uh, out of here, go get an F and job, you know, or something like that, like just going over the top. And it came across as silly, you know, with it. So he, he was trying to do the whole polarization, dropping F bombs because, oh, well, gee, Tony Robbins, it works for him. So uh, Tony Robbins, I'm going to start getting ice baths every day or whatever, and I'm going to curse like a sailor. Well, you know, it's not as sim simplistic as that. So some people go a little overboard with polarizing where you could just tell that they're trying to do it. I think that has to be uh, backed by principle or opinions that you actually hold. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, I often, which shouldn't be polarizing, but I often uh, talk about my love of capitalism, you know, and supporting capitalism, which is a controversial subject nowadays in these highly charged times, you know, and, uh, but, but that comes from a principle. I, I actually believe in that I'm a proud capitalist and, and I'm not just saying that just to try to be polarizing or whatever. If I was a socialist or a communist, then I would put that opinion out there, but I'm not, I'm the opposite. Uh, so I think that has to be backed by actual beliefs and not just made up stuff. Yeah. And, and the thing that there's a couple of things here that you said 
that I just sort of want to circle back to. One is that it's like actually your opinion and that also it's okay. Like when you sort of go from writing, we'll call it the boring email, but you know, a, a new coach might be posting on Instagram or they might be doing a, you know, a video or something like that, but they might yeah. to go from posting or sending that boring thing that I was going to say vanilla, but I like vanilla pablum to over the top polarizing. And then there's a place in the middle where it really is you. And it's okay to go on to both edges as Mm. you come, as you evolve to come down to actually finding your voice. So I think that that was really important. And the other thing I just wanted to comment on your daily emailing, because I I don't know how many days you've been emailing for, but I know it's a lot. Well, I just checked recently. It's a little over 2,500 because wow. it was April, 2016. And yeah, from where we're recording now. So yeah, there's a few of them there. <laughs> so, so, and, and it's amazing. And I have to say that I've done sort of fits and spurts of it. And, you know, and again, that's one, one of the reasons I want to say it on the podcast here is I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to send an email every day. And I think I did like 45 days. But, you know, 45 days is more than one every 10 days randomly without a plan. And so even though it's not, you know, at 300 days, it still made 45 days. And then I can start again and again and again. There is another piece here is that sending those daily emails really had an impact. I think I most of my coaching that I do at this moment that we're recording is private one-on-one coaching. And I think I booked 15 consults sending out 45 emails Yeah, because it was a combination of making an offer, telling people I had space on my calendar, not just assuming people knew, telling them about a new podcast episode, offering something, maybe one of those free lead magnets that I already had sitting in my vault just creating that conversation. And so this idea of doing something for an extended period of time as an experiment can really help, can really help a new coach, can really help a struggling coach who's sitting in that place where they're kind of like, "Eh, it's okay. And I really want to kind of inject a spark of life into my business do something like that, you know, take Mark's yeah. suggestion and just, and run with it. It's um, really difficult and you would appreciate this because you come from a corporate background. Uh, I find a lot of coaches, online entrepreneurs who come from a corporate background have a tough time taking that filter off because they're used to being uh, very conscious of um, what they're putting down on uh, an email just from their ba- background and uh they still, even if they try to get away from it, have a bit of that corporate voice when they're writing uh, with it. So what I try to do is I, I've i had friends of mine who are on my email list who said, Mark, your emails sound like how you talk <laughs> in, in off ca- away from email or off camera or whatever. And uh, I said, well, yeah, of course, how's it going to sound? But I get the point they're trying to make. A lot of people put on the corporate E, if that's a word, corporate E mask. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just afraid of looking unprofessional as well. And, um, you know, my emails, I, I'm not dropping F-bombs in my emails. Uh, and I'm not, when I say, uh, 
I'm not corporate, but I'm also, I'm in business. I'm mindful of that. You know, people are looking to hire me. So I'm not going to share certain things in the email necessarily. Uh, but yeah, I think overall you have to kind of let go and not worry too much about it. And I had one client, what really helped her, this was more for Facebook than email, but it could help is uh, she was holding back a lot and she was afraid to post on Facebook about certain things because she had friends, family, people she went to high school with, grade 10 English sat next to her. And that was really in her head. Uh, so what I had her do was uh, post what she really wanted to say on Facebook, but you know, you can change the visibility to who sees yes. it. So it can be public. It can be just your Facebook friends, or it can be only you locked right down. So no one else sees it, but yourself. And I said, okay, well, I said, let's um, post, I want you to post once a day, take the filter off, but set the visibility to only me or only you however <laughs> and um she did that and what happened after about a week or so she ended up setting them all to public because she's like yeah this is silly she was in that practice of posting and getting more comfortable with it you know she got mm -hmm. used to the the water was cold at first when you jump in the pool but then it was getting warmer and she said, oh, no, i'm just gonna post it out there and this goes back to not everyone's looking at us and judging us and being all critical they got their own stuff to worry about and that really helped for her. So if anyone's struggling with it, whether it be email, social media, whatever, at least write what you want to do, set the visibility a little different. You'll probably find that pretty soon you'll open it up that everyone can see it anyways. Yeah, that's a good idea. And you can do that with your emails as well. Like when you're mm. a newer coach starting out, probably only have somewhere around maybe 100, maybe 50 people on your email list. And a lot of them you might know from your prior, your prior life, your prior you know, their friends, family, hmm. workmates, whatever, but that's okay. You know, you start where you start where you can start. And so yeah. there's this, um, my website is called step into success now. And one of the pieces of it that I, that I'm always trying to remind myself and my clients is it's those small little incremental steps. You know, you take one small step, like you were saying about um, your client, post every day, but set the visibility to just you and then not try to do everything at once. Everybody has a different tolerance about what that's mm. going to be. Some people, it may have been the challenge that was appropriate may have been, nope, you go post every day and you make it visible to everyone. But that might've been the, the slightly more comfortable version instead of do a video every day. And share it with everybody. So, you know, you have to kind of take your own tolerance into, into um, you know, into consideration when you're doing something like that. Yeah. And the, also, uh, and, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to mention in 2023, of course, everyone's talking about open AI and chat GPT and stuff. And uh, with so many people rushing to rely on that, it's going to mean that people that share their personality and be polarizing and not talk like AI or robot will stick out like a sore thumb because I think we're going to see a lot of content that sounds or seems the same because it's people just using chat GPT for everything. Uh, and sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt there. Go ahead. No, no. And that's actually, it's an interesting topic because I've heard that you can train it to speak in your voice as well. Mm. And, you know, I've given a little bit of thought to where this is going to take coaches and a lot, I think there's a lot of coaches that are rightfully scared that their business is going to be impacted negatively with AI, that they'll be replaced by a bot 
by an app or whatever. Sure. But, you know, at the heart of it, coaches are about connection, right? And so my opinion is that there's probably a lot of things that many coaches do that could be replaced by AI. Ask the right question and then journal on the right question to, you know, find out more about your motivation. But you're never going to be able to create the relationship with that you can with another coach or with a group program where you're actually creating relationships with like-minded people. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think about that, Mark? Well, it's, it's like when I was in real estate, the first decade of the new century, so the Stone Ages, uh, 2000 to 2009, um, we always heard that, oh, real estate agents are going to be phased out because of technology. People can go on the internet. They can get all the details about houses. They can do all this other stuff. And that hasn't happened, although I think there's still pressure, probably downward pressure on real estate commissions and things like that. But people will probably, there'll be a certain segment of the population that um, doesn't want to deal with uh, the strangers if they're selling their house. Or you want to have an actual real live person, you know, doing mm -hmm. it, not just everything handled in there. So uh, people said that the real estate agents would be gone, dead and gone by now. Here we are in 2023 and they're not. And I think it's the same thing for coaches. Um, I have, like you, I have several coaches and I can't wrap my head around a, a bot or, you know, um, or an app or something, just talking to it. Um, I like dealing with an actual person and mm -hmm. I think it's very difficult to replace what a person brings to the table. Uh, in the, so, so not to crap on chat GPT and stuff. I think that it can be used for good. It's just, I, caution coaches about relying totally on it and thinking, oh, this is great. I'll never have to create my own content again. Um, I, ha I had a coaching friend of mine the other day. It's like, oh, it's great. It created a coaching program for me. I told it to create this and that. And I'm thinking, wow, that's uh, not how I'd be doing it. I wouldn't want it creating a program for me. I think there's also a good, um, a good window for the end, you know, like, maybe you use something like that mm. to create a tool that supports your clients in the off hours. You know, like for me, most of my clients, we speak just about weekly for, you know, an extended period of time. We've built up a relationship over time, but then they go and they live their life for the rest of the week. Right. And so is there a place where there is a great tool that could be, you could somehow create it in sort of style of coach, you know, like there's the no BS kind of coaches, there's the super compassionate, kind and generous coaches, there's the very factual coaches, can you create a bot that could provide interim support for people, you know, right. to help guide them, and use that to supplement and actually improve your overall product as a coach, still have that personal content, and then have the other as well. Exactly. So you could tell the bot, write me polarizing content that will. Uh, <laughs> That's what you could do. Right? I have the perfect solution coming up uh, next year with the U.S. election is uh, one day you want to put up a pro Biden post, but then you follow it up the next day with pro Trump or whoever has a Republican <laughs> nomination. And then you just alternate one day. It's uh, left uh, wing, one day it's right wing. And then I think your engagement would be crazy high. You'd probably free up a lot of spots uh, on your Facebook friends list or whatever, but uh, <laughs> yeah. there, there's some free, but well, actually um, all kidding aside, I had 
uh, Donald Trump's name in an email uh, subject line before. It was one of the highest open rates of any email that I ever sent. And it wasn't pro or anti-Trump. It was just um, something that I'd noticed. I worked it into a business lesson. And uh, because people who absolutely detest Trump, they think he's the antichrist, they're going to open it up out of curiosity. People yeah. think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and he's making America great again. They're going to open it up too. And yeah, mm -hmm. my open rate was just through the roof that day. It's interesting, right? But all, yeah. but not done, not done from a place of integrating it into a business lesson, I think is the key, is the key point there. Mm. Cool. So Mark, we've talked about all kinds of stuff. Short 20 minute conversation. What's one, you know, it's maybe one thing that you'd like to leave us with. Oh, boys. That's always tough because I have so much. I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, here in Canada, never eat yellow snow. There you go. Um, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, there's uh, on the topic of polarization, I guess, just to keep with the theme of this one is, um, and you know, this candy is, is um, recently I went through uh, my father passed away uh, just less than two weeks ago. And maybe it's me getting older then you're going through where you're losing parents and stuff like that. It's really changed a lot of my outlook on life. I know it's cliche to say life is short. You know, you hear that how many times a day, uh, but it is true. And that's what I would uh, stress. If you're worried about putting out an opinion that uh, might lose some followers or you're not quite sure about or whatever, no one's going to remember, you know, you're going to be uh, dead and buried down the road. I will, everyone will be, and no one's going to be worried about what you posted on Facebook or emailed your list on that day in 2023, you know, or whatever. So I think that it could help take a bit of pressure off because we're not thinking like, oh, this is something that's going to be around for thousands of years and future uh, classes and uh, museums, historians are going to be st studying my tweet from 2023. They won't yeah. be. And teaching coaches how to coach. <laughs> people <laughs> yeah exactly so it, yeah don't take yourself so serious um when it comes to things uh yeah i i hate cancel culture maybe I, that's where I'm, a lot of this comes from for me is that it's i think things are starting to shift where i've noticed some interesting situations lately where people who you thought would have been even a couple of years ago canceled and gone for good are mm -hmm. actually popping their heads back out it seems like there's a little bit more of a forgiving segment of the population that's thinking oh, okay maybe we went a little too far with the mob with pitchforks and cancel people made a tweet in high school and now they're they got to be canceled for the rest of their lives which is crazy uh with it and uh yeah so that's all i'll say is don't put too much pressure on yourself you know put your opinion out there you'll attract the people who resonate with it you'll drive away the people who don't but that that's a good thing. I would much rather have um, people in my orbit, potential co clients, customers, stuff. They're either a hell yes or a hell no. I don't mm -hmm. want ones that are kind of in the middle or indifferent for me because that's not good. So I'd rather have it hot and cold, but no lukewarm. Yeah, I like that. And and I think that that's important for us to remember when we're posting, when we're sending emails, is that the purpose of those is to generate business. The purpose mm. is to create conversation and get people interested in maybe I would like to work with that coach. Maybe I would like to find out more about how they could help me with my challenge or help me reach my goal. And so being a little bit more polarizing, it helps you as the coach because then you have people that are like, 
no thanks. This is this doesn't resonate. I'm going to leave. I'm going to unsubscribe from your list. But it also helps that individual, right? It helps them go, that's a definite no for me. Or you know what? There is something about how that individual writes and speaks. I would like to speak with them. And that could actually help them move faster towards what they want. So yeah. it's a service. I think people, uh, people respect others that are willing to uh, put their opinion out there and they can back it as long as they can back it up, but they're uh, not afraid and they're putting it out there, even if they disagree with that opinion. Uh, so some of my best clients have been, um, far far left tree hugging types or whatever that's me. yeah there we go well you're <laughs> in british me. columbia so that's <laughs> um one of my clients in california we had a laugh about it one day i didn't even realize um because we don't talk politics but she took a sip of coffee during our video call and it was a bernie sanders mug and then she kind of was a little sheepish and went to hide it we had a good laugh about it and she goes i know you're not a bernie sanders fan or whatever but uh so yeah it's not like i she disqualified me just based on you know my love of capitalism or I disqualified her because she likes Bernie Sanders uh, with it. You know, I think people just, uh, they'll, they'll gravitate to you. You don't have to agree with people hundred percent of the time, you know, no. the world would be pretty boring if that was the case uh, exactly. with it. So put your opinions out there boldly, strongly, and you'd be surprised at what can be attracted into your business. That's wonderful. Thanks, Mark. So for the listeners who are interested and they want to find out more about you, how do they come more into your world, into your community? Uh, best spot is naturalborncoaches.com. And uh, there's also the Facebook group, The Coaching Jungle. So we'd love to have people there. Coachingjungle.com. Lots of people in there too. It's a great community. Lots of good yeah. conversation. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much for having us. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that in too. <laughs> there you go. We'll polarize Mark, people so that are real Thanks so much for picky. joining me. <laughs> she coaches coaches. Thanks and everyone for having Yeah, look forward to talking with you all next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.